What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. I don't think you could even stop the stampeding stampede of Oiler Nation right now that they're going to the Stanley Cup. And as we said the other day, good for them. If this is the 80s Oilers, great. I've spoken with Grant Fear about his lofty goals against average. And Grant said, five Stanley Cups, who cares about goals against average? If the Oilers are going to win 8-7, and we're okay with that, then Mike Smith's your guy. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It certainly is, and uh, it's the RP Show emanating from Calgary, Alberta. For a second straight day, RP here, and in moments you're going to see the moose, Darren DuPont, whom I'm told has just arrived in the bunker. I'm interested to hear that story. (laughs) Broadcasting live from the Sheraton Eau Claire Suites on a beautiful day here in the foothills. Crisp morning. How you doing, Moose? I can, uh, yeah, I'm doing well. Crisp morning here, too, so... At least it's not sunshine there and freezing temperatures here. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, you ready to talk sports for the next two hours and have a little fun, oh, yeah. sir? Absolutely. Okay, good. Um, coming up on the program today, Arash Madani live from Los Angeles. It is game five of the NLCS coming up later today. Arash will be joining us live from Chavez Ravine. And... Uh, Peter Labardius, Calgary Flames broadcaster, will be joining us, too, ahead of the Flames and the Detroit Red Wings. I just want to know, tell the world, Moose, what's your <laughs> deal? I mean, we had a Zoom call an hour and ten minutes ago, and you were dressed like a Boy Scout. You had a ball cap on, tracksuit. Now you're all gussied up. What, uh, what, what, no, what was the deal? How's your morning been? It's been awesome. I you know, was having coffee, and I actually took some of the meetings from home. And I'm sitting on the phone in another meeting and you'll know who I was on the meeting with. But, uh, all of a sudden I looked down at my phone. I'm like, Oh my God, I gotta go. Like we gotta get off this call. It's time to roll. So, uh, but as always rolled up with, uh, you always you know, make it 20, 30 seconds. We should, tell to spare. Our, we should tell our viewers that you don't have one anxious bone or cell in your body, which makes up for me. Cause every one of mine is. So it's a nice little fit that way. 
Yeah. And uh, away we go. So let's get into the quick six show topics, please. If you don't mind. All right, Number one, I had written down, Moose, Calgary things. Okay. And I got to tell you that today has started off great. Mark, the maintenance guy here at Sheraton Eau Claire, fixed the mic stand. Ta-da. Yeah. I'm just not that handy, as you know. So he needed some pliers and an oversized screwdriver. And Bob's your uncle. We're in business, so I'm feeling a lot better than yesterday. And I haven't dumped coffee all over my broadcast location. So today, as far as I'm concerned, is already a win. Great. It's all downhill from here. Uh, Secondly, it's a Flames game day. I feel like, and we're going to get into last night's NHL games in a moment, they were just kind of there. Tonight is a way bigger night for, uh, well, the NHL fans of teams that I'm following. So there's that. And uh, the Calgary Stampeders, home to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We kicked this all around yesterday. I'm certainly moving on. I was very disappointed in a lot of people, primarily from Saskatchewan with their comments of me being photographed in a Bo Levi Mitchell jersey. But I'm not going to belabor that any more than I already did on Twitter this morning and what I said yesterday. So last night, the reason that I'm here, I just got to give them a little pub. FMC Group. It's an agricultural sciences organization. Clark said that he's got the photo here from last night. This is uh, Brad from Strathmore. He won the Bo Levi Mitchell jersey. You got it, right? You said, Clark? There you go. That's Brad from Strathmore. He won it. And I just want to tell you something. I I quite often uh, go into these speaking events, Darren, riddled with anxiety, not really knowing exactly what to say. And then it turns out half the room was from Saskatchewan, half was from Alberta, and there was one from Winnipeg who was a Bomber fan, and it was just perfect, uh, the, the mix. But Brad there from Strathmore said, you know, I'd rather send a Ryder fan home with this jersey than me take it. He thought it would be a great thing. Um, but as far as the, the night went, it was at Salt Lick Steakhouse. It was amazing. It had a big old ribeye. It was like 28 ounces. Oh. I was with farm people, man. We're going to eat beef, obviously. And, but this is the thing. I thought you'd get a kick out of this. They didn't really want to talk about this Saturday's game. They didn't really want to talk about anything other than the old stories. The 13th man, the Bo Levi Mitchell um, feud, I guess. And it's like, it's like, this is how I reasoned it. It's like when you go to a concert and your favorite artist or whoever's performing tries out some new music and you're like, no, 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 I don't want to hear that. I want the hits. Yes. Isn't that kind of what it's like? That's what these people that come to these events, they just want the old great stories. That's right. They do. And they love them. They want to laugh and sit back and learn. And, and that's, that's what you've earned over the last, you know, 30 years in the business. Every one of those stories is now an asset for you at events like this. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I thank uh, FMC Group for having me. Uh, and by the way, they asked me to bring my SJHL book, two of them. And if I may humbly say my 50-year history book of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, they were fighting over it. Really? A word of, they were fighting over the books. So, and I'm like, it's Alberta. Why do they care? Who knew, right? So, oh, yeah. uh, anyways, that was Cal- Calgary things, having a lot of fun, uh, but flying out of here today to our next stop. Uh, point two, NHL last night. Like I said, the games were just kind of there. I know we've got Philly and Boston fans that watch the show. Cam Atkinson scored twice, including the winner in the Philadelphia Flyers 6 3 victory over the Boston Bruins. There were only two games. The Flyers have won two straight since dropping the season opener, and all those revamping moves in the summer seem to have paid off for Philly. And then Vladimir Tarasenko scored 
midway through the third period in the St. Louis Blues 3-1 victory over Vegas in the Fortress. And, of course, I'm paying attention to that because Vegas is still my number one team. But Jordan Bennington made 42 saves. Brandon Saad and Ivan Barbashev also scored for the Blues, who opened the season 3-0 and with road wins at Colorado and Arizona before this. And uh, for my Golden Knights, we Willie Carlson scored for Vegas in a losing cause, and Robin Leonard made 35 saves. And uh, I didn't watch the game because I didn't watch any sports last night because I was at the Salt Lake Steakhouse with the farm people. But uh, Peter DeBoer saying after the game that they got to learn to score without Mark Stone and Max Pumpkin Pacioretty. So Vegas 1-2, and two, not sitting real well in the Golden Knights nation. Point three, we rolled the Oilers' uh, take off the top. The Oilers have placed Mike Smith on long-term injured reserve with a lower body injury. They have recalled netminder Stuart Skinner from Bakersfield in the American Hockey League. Remember that, Moose? Oh, yeah. Skinner! That reminds me, some old junior hockey stories came up last night, too. They were taking, like, 2017, 2018, they were like, was that when the Pats played the Broncos? I'm like, yeah, they played each year, but Skinner was in goal for Swifty. Yeah. Um, Smith uh, was hurt in the second period of Edmonton's 6-5 win over the Anaheim Ducks, uh, replaced by Miko Koskinen. Head coach Dave Tippett said after the game that Smith tweaked something and would see a doctor uh, this morning. The Raptors, as I move on to what, point four, uh, they, Fred Van Vliet, says nerves may have played a role in the Raptors' disappointing loss to the Wizards Wednesday night. And pay attention, Moose. I want your take. I know you didn't watch the game, but Washington spoiled the team's return to Toronto, beating the Raps 98-83. Van Vliet says the Raptors will go back to the drawing board and hopefully come up with something that will work against the Celtics on Friday. Who writes this stuff? So I'm watching the highlights on SportsCenter this morning, and I'm kind of going, who really are these guys? Right. You know, and I'm thinking, I, I could get on board right now, early on in the season, like I've been imploring NHL fans to do. Get on board now. Follow the storyline. But I just don't really feel like it with the Raptors. Do you? Yeah, no. I mean, I really don't. There hasn't been enough hype, at least that the hype hasn't reached our neck of the woods yet. And not that it has to travel across the country, but even across the Internet. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of hype in Toronto. And around that area, but it just over here, it's it's very quiet. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's that excited. I want to be because I like the Raptors a lot, and I'm entertained by their basketball. But it just seems like you know, a couple of years feels like a couple of decades since they won the championship, and one game, and now you got to find a way to regroup and retool. It's one game, get back on track. Um, it's, it was a tough start. I was following it on my phone, and, all, and, and, the, and the headlines that came in, Raptors getting blown out at halftime. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is not the start the Raptors wanted. Yeah, well, like I said, it's like, who are these guys? And you have said all along, it's the stars, really, that we gravitate towards. And since Kawhi Leonard left town, I've kind of yeah. lost interest. I guess we're waiting for the next Kawhi Leonard, but I think it may be a day or two before the next Kawhi Leonard comes along. Uh, baseball, point five of the quick six. Boy, are we rolling through this here on the warm-up for E. Cold Electric. 
The uh, Astros now a game away from advancing to the World Series. Houston demolished the Red Sox 9-1 in Game 5 of the ALCS. Framber Valdez was superb over eight innings, limiting Boston to a run and three hits while striking out five. Over in the NLCS, the Braves are up 3-1 after throttling the Dodgers 9-2 in L.A. Eddie Rosario homered twice in his second four-hit game of the series. Adam Duvall and Freddie Freeman also went deep for Atlanta who bounced right back from blowing a late lead in an agonizing loss on Tuesday. I know that people are very, some people are very excited about the baseball because when we were talking with Buck Martinez earlier in the week and we got a rash coming up, um, people really perked up on that. Yeah. So, again, my head is very firmly into hockey in the National Hockey League. And, by the way, we could talk about the dub, too, if we wanted. The Moose Jaw Warriors bombed in Winnipeg last night, 10-2. wonder when people are going to start to pick up and notice these Winnipeg ice. Um, have the, have the, pretty good. Did you see the CHL rankings come out? I did not get the email. Have, is it out? Have they moved up? Do you know? We're going to have to look. They, they are going to move yeah. up. They're going to continue to move up. They're a really deep team in Winnipeg. And I know I we've think, got plans yeah. to get out to Winnipeg, right? We've got to see the Jets, but we've got to see the ice, too. I think uh, they're 8-0. I think they're eight, no. So it's, it's just a story that maybe not everybody's picked up on yet. Yeah. The Winnipeg ice are rolling. To the CFL, I have a couple items here. Uh, the CFL announced Wednesday some discipline coming out of week 11. BC Lions D lineman Josh Banks fined for a blindside block on Calgary offensive lineman Neela Cassatati. Uh, BC offensive lineman Sue Chung fined for an unnecessary hit on Stamps D lineman Sean Lemon. Stamps D lineman Isaac Adeyemi Berglund was fined for a high hit on Michael Riley. Man, they're throwing the buck at the at those two West Division teams. And Calgary Stampeders linebacker Jameer Thurman was fined for a high hit on BC Lions running back James Butler. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the next one. Toronto Argonauts defensive back Treston Decoud was fined for an altercation with fans at Tim Hortons Field following the team's game against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Now, I immediately thought, an altercation with fans? What happened? Is this like the, what do they call it? Malice at the Palace in Detroit? Right. Is this right. like, <laughs> this immediately where my mind went. Is this like Dustin Slade spearing a Moose Jaw Warriors fan in the face on his way off the ice, which I witnessed with my own two eyes? Or was he playing catch with fans at Tim Hortons Field with a football? And my God, COVID could get on that football. Or, you know, did he dare... High-five a fan on his way off the field. Yeah, that was I don't the high-fives, Par- I think. That's, this is what it was? That's my guess. Again, I don't know either. I'm with you on that. My first thought was, an altercation. <laughs> like, wait a second. Like, did somebody die? Can- like, is, what happened? Is there going to be criminal charges? And I'm like, wait a second. Probably a couple handshakes, a couple high-fives. We've seen this before. Good, so it's not just me. Yeah. What would be another word? Other than altercation, that would interaction numbskulls like me think that they were that somebody threw a tire iron out of the crowd at him or I a keychain. How about know? an interaction for interacting with fans for breaking COVID protocol with fans? I don't know. It's an altercation. That's just clickbait. Sounds like a dust up, a brouhaha. Yeah. And this came out of CFL head office, so that's why I was chuckling a little bit. Can somebody please? And I don't have my comments up. In front of me yet, can somebody please inform me what went on? Like, what if I said this morning that, you know, Rod had an altercation with the maintenance man at the Sheraton Eau Claire, right? Well, I did. You had an altercation. You had an interaction with them. 
<laughs> and he fixed your mic stand. But if I put that on a headline, people would be like, what is he doing in Calgary? I, well, nobody would be surprised. Um, I've just called up the comments here. Katie Flurry watching uh, biggest uh, Vegas Golden Knights fan other than me in the rectangle. She says they can't get COVID from high-fiving. Well, you're not allowed to, so somebody thinks you can. Uh, Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, Nelson Hackowitz, says when the fines were for things like playing catch and giving gloves away, those were stated in the release. So maybe there was a fight at Tim Hortons Field. How are we just finding out about this? Yeah, I don't from know. the puck and pigskin, from the puck and pigskin YYC podcast out of here, it says maybe it actually was an altercation. Why was this not leading off Sports Center? Why was this not leading to top ten all time fan inter, uh, altercations? Because quite frankly, I never get tired of those. Oh, ever. I know. And you know, the ones that routinely come up in the top ten <laughs> is the guy in Chicago that is just. Smashed out of his head, and he took the helmet off the leaf and put it on him. Remember that? One? And he didn't even spill his beer. And then the guy in Philly that got going with Ty Domi. That one. In the penalty box. And the, and the glass broke, and the guy fell into the penalty box. I never, ever get tired of seeing those. Or what about the guy on the ice against the Buffalo Sabres, and Rob Ray is just feeding him on the bench, right? He gets Giving him the, the business. Ice, giving him the business. Yes. Um, Nelson uh, goes on to say, by the way, that the Winnipeg Ice are number two in Canada. So uh, thank you for updating us on the CHL top 10. Why did I not have that information? That's on me. Uh, what else do I have here? Apparently there's an issue with Facebook mobile right now. I, I don't know. But thanks for letting us know. Um, I guess I'll move on. Boy, we, we are flying through this. Mm-hmm. And I'll get to the poll question probably coming up after the break. It's a pretty good one. It was Clark's idea, producer Clark. Point six here is Thursday night football. I know fans of both teams, Denver at Cleveland tonight. One starting quarterback is limping. The other has his arm in a sling. There are injuries up and down both rosters. And the two coaches are feeling some external pressures The Denver Broncos are banged up, reeling and desperate for a win. Ditto for the Cleveland Browns. Two teams with a history of meeting in meaningful games will square off on Thursday night football, a matchup in which the stakes feel a lot bigger than normal for October. Both teams 3-3 come into the game with major injury issues, notably to Cleveland quarterback Baker Mayfield, who's out with a shoulder injury, and Denver's Teddy Bridgewater, who will play despite dealing with foot and quadricep issues. Backup Case Keenum will make his first start since 2019 as he starts for the Browns tonight. It's nothing new for the 33-year-old journeyman who came off the bench in many and spent a season with Denver going 6-10. and 10. The warm-up is brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E. Cole Electric, let's get to work. When we come back, we'll dig into the poll question. We'll see what our viewers have to say. And on the way today... Arash Madani and Peter Labardius. We're just getting rolling on this Thursday. It's the RP Show. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues after this. You are watching on the Game Plus television network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 
you gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Live look in beautiful downtown Calgary, Alberta. That's where the Rod Peterson Show is broadcasting live from for a couple of days this week. Crisp morning here. Cannot say enough about the way that we've been treated by the wonderful people of Calgary. We'll be back. We're going to be on location tomorrow. We'll talk about that later on in the show. Arash Madani, Peter Labardius coming up. Um, the text line's open, and Randy from the Peg writes in from the 204. He says, good morning, Rod and Moose. Going to my first ice game November the 7th. And uh, if we can bring the Moose in, I got to say this. The, the ice were in Regina last week to take on God's team, as you know. Yeah. And I went down to the Brand Center to see the ice guys. And obviously, they're putting people on this show. We are doing ticket giveaways for the Winnipeg Ice. And the guy that worked for the Ice said to me, with the popularity and growth of this show, why wouldn't every team in the league get on board? And I said, I don't know, but you're the front runner. Happy to have you. So winners seem to attract each other. You know what I mean, Moose? Yeah, I totally get it. And we're happy to, <laughs> to be a part of it. And we're happy to go there. Absolutely. Um, I don't have my breaking news bell today, but this is a little bit of disappointing news that I'm sure you saw it from Canada West. For our American viewers, that is Canadian University. Uh, the Canada West announced Thursday morning that the upcoming weekend series between the McEwen Griffins and Calgary Dinos has been postponed after multiple positive cases of COVID-19 were confirmed within the Griffins men's hockey program. The two games originally scheduled for this weekend will be rescheduled at a later date. The conference's schedule is created with protected open weekends for instances like this. Did you see that news I did. Uh, release I did. from Canada West? Yeah, that's tough. Man, but I don't know. They planned for it, right? Well, having those open weekends. Yeah. But you never know. Like You don't have unlimited open weekends if this starts getting out of control and, and going to multiple teams. That's the thing. And in the break, I went into my uh, email, and the first thing that popped up was Trudeau announced something. For the Americans, that's our leader, Justin Trudeau, announced how the vaccine passport will look like here whenever it comes out. Like I, I had anti-vaxxers flooding my inbox after our show yesterday and wanting to, I guess, present their side. Because that I support, because I said yesterday, I support the CFL and whatever they got to do to play games. Now, let's just get get on with it. And like I said, going if I got to get vaccinated, I got to get a passport, I got to do the, whatever. Let's go, let's do it. It's like when I went to the airport on Tuesday to come here, and I said, "Where do I show my proof of act?" And she's like, "Oh, you don't have to do that, sir." Okay. Yet I go into the restaurant in Calgary last night, and I do. I'm like, "Let's just do what we got to do, and let's get moving." Um, I don't have any thoughts, but I just don't want to argue about it. I'm just looking after yes. myself, and that's about, I just don't want to argue about it. That's right. I mean, do what we got to do to get moving and get things back open. I think we've been pretty consistent on that. I don't think it's changed. You can't take your eye off the ball, though, clearly now, because it can still spread to teams or whatever. So just continue to do what you got to do so that we can continue to play sports. I don't want to go backwards. From the Puck and Pigskin podcast, they say Trudeau is our prime minister. I prefer not to call him a leader. 
LOL. How do we get into these holy wars? I'm out. We don't even mean to. <laughs> yeah, we're out. We're out. Um, James in Borden, Manitoba says, Mark Shifley just had a negative test. If he can test negative again before tonight's game, he can play. Um, it's the environment that we live in. Like I say, I'm so worn out talking about it. And I'm amazed when I do see our leaders, i.e. team leaders, politicians, health leaders, how remarkably refreshed they look. Given what they... I'm worn out, and I've had nothing to do with it. You know? Um, from Jeff, the Stamps fan says, I'm 85% certain the Western semifinal will be Sask at Calgary. It would be neat if Rod could come back and do a show around that. I would be down. Do we have... Wait a minute. That's December, right? Probably no. won't be around. November. It's not a normal year. Pardon me? Oh, yeah, it would be in December. That's right. And that, right, not a normal know, it's, year. It's funny. That would work out in the CFL. It'd also work out in Canada West. It looks like it'll be potentially Calgary at Saskatoon. Is that right? And that will um, be in November. Cousin, That'll be in November. Right. From my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She says, looks dead on the streets of Calgary. Um, it is. You know that little restaurant I was telling you about was just down over my right shoulder here in Eau Claire Market. That Buffalo, I want to say Buffalo Brew Pub, but it wasn't that. Somebody wrote in yesterday with the correct name. It had a buffalo on the outside of the building. That's what I know. That yeah. has the best omelets I've ever made. You know how they said they picked it up and moved it? They moved it just over here. What? Like a block away the other way. With the buffalo? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I'm looking at it right now. Probably take a picture of it. And I was going to get a video and send it so you guys could roll it on the show. So they just moved it over here. I need to open up my eyes. Jeff in Winnipeg. Jeff Cabilla says, wow, apparently I'm paying attention to the wrong Winnipeg hockey team. Ice just keeps scoring goals in bunches. Are we saying the ice could beat the Jets? Is that what we're saying today? Spicy. We might. <laughs> um. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says it's the Buffalo Cafe. And uh, it was just awesome. And part of the reason I love it, it reminds me of the house that I was raised in. For anybody that was at that restaurant here, um, obviously Western theme, bridles on the wall. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Um, mm -mm. Cousin Christine would know exactly what I'm talking about. What I said earlier... And I'm just having so much fun here with the uh, going back and forth with the viewers. That's what we do every day. This is exactly what we wanted, right, Moose? That's right. Randy from the 541 writes in and he says, what's with the Habs and Pats? They can't win. And he's talking about God's team, the Regina Pats and the Montreal Canadiens. And in both cases, I think it's unfortunately a distinct lack of talent. And it pains me to say that. But the Regina Pats have lost five in a row going into Friday's game against the uh, Saskatoon Blades, which you and I will be broadcasting on regional television. Um, regarding our discussion the other day, Moose, about rough-and-tumble hockey and how it's basically, well, fighting's gone. There's still rough-and-tumble hockey in the National Hockey League. That is a fact. From the 403, that's Alberta, writing on the Prairie Mobile text line, Hey, Rod, as you know, we crave hard-hitting and a good scrap. The more we suppress it, eventually it will come back and give us some fans a feeling it will not go away, ever. 
Haha. That's somebody in Alberta praying that we'll get fighting again in hockey. Uh, I don't think it's coming back. I mean, as Gary Echeverry says, never's a long time. Pray? In what, but in what put, environment do we think that fighting will come back in hockey? Yeah. Pray, but don't put your money on it. Fair? Pray for it. It's great. But don't, oh, don't bet the house. Like no, don't bet the farm. Yeah. Um, don't lose the shirt off your back. I do think that there will be a role for a real tough team down the road once it's completely gone. And when that can, sh- when, when physicality, size, fighting if it happens, but physicality and size, when that can shock a team, that's when it'll come back because the coach can say, we can really mess up what they're trying to do by just lining up five across the blue line and punishing them, them, punishing them for 60 minutes. They won't know what to do because they haven't seen this in a long time. Unfortunately, well, we're not at that stage yet. A few years from now, we might be. Well, that's, I think, what the Calgary Flames, I think, are trying to do. I mean, they don't have a goon team, but everything I heard going into the Battle of Alberta last Saturday was, you know, Daryl Sutter is going to play the Sutter hockey. And, uh, and they're winless, which... Brings me to two things. One, this comment on YouTube from Northside YEG. He says, anything is possible besides the Calgary Flames turning this around. I just don't see it happening. Well, you're in Edmonton, so we have to automatically discount your thoughts on the Calgary Flames. But the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, what's the NHL's biggest surprise so far this year? Producer Clark came up with not only the question, but the options. And option A is the Jets and Habs being winless. You could throw the Flames in there too. The Buffalo Sabres being 3-0. and The combination of Drew Doughty and Anze Kopitar in L.A., they got 15 points in three games combined. Or other. And running away with it with 62% on Twitter is the Sabres at 3-0. and And same story on Facebook, 53%. Sabres, 3-0. and And that was uh, sort of the sense I was getting... Last night's games were me, the Blues won in Vegas 3-1, and somebody was writing in earlier about what's wrong with Vegas. It's been a week, so chill. And they're missing their top two players, which does mean a lot. But I think everybody wants to look ahead to tonight's games, which I'm totally down with. And at some point, if we want to talk about this week in the CFL, because I did read the game notes, for the Argos-Alouettes game Friday, and that's going to be a honey. But there's 10 games tonight, including old licorice legs, Jesperi, Coke, and Yemi, going into Montreal tonight. That right Tonight's 10-game slate in the National Hockey League is rife with storylines. Oh, yeah. The Atlantic Division-leading Florida Panthers welcome the Colorado Avalanche, and Nathan McKinnon makes his season de- debut for the Avs. Uh, Flames are at Detroit. Hot Wings. Sens are home to San Jose, and but Sens are off to a great start. I mean, there's a lot of great games involving Canadian teams. Uh, Jets home opener tonight against Anaheim. And is it still a thing, Darren? Do you think that the Jets are hoping to catch the Ducks at the tail end of a long road trip? Because I think it's still a thing. Oh, yeah. Although the Ducks I... haven't played since Monday, but I would think that that's in the Jets' favor tonight. For sure. You still have to travel. It's still hard on the body. You still got to play all those games and be away from home and all of that. It's, it's absolutely still a thing. 
from Wayne and Victoria says that Buffalo Cafe sounds like my kind of restaurant. Uh, oh, it is. It is. I've, somebody from Calgary want to tell me where they're putting it? There was a number one stop on the CFL junket. Was that Buffalo Cafe? I'm make a note of that. Remember, remember what the name of it? The Buffalo Cafe. Um, we all went there. I used to think we should do a top ten list of best road eateries across the Canadian Football League, or you could Ooh. say the National Hockey League in Canada. And Buffalo Cafe is number one for me. I've never had anything but breakfast there. I don't need anything Ooh. but breakfast there. How about okay. that? Okay. You want to think about it, eh? I do. Because every city's got to have their their finalists, their representative, right? You can't have two from Calgary and nobody from Edmonton, right? Um, well, Calgary's a good what was that one. breakfast house we? What was that breakfast place we went to in Winnipeg? The Dawn, Dawning, the oh, Dawning, the Dawning. Not a on the Chinese list. guy came out to service. No, he yeah. was great. And he says, "I, yeah." I said to him, "Do you own this place?" He goes, "I own it. I'm the host. I'm the server. I'm the cook." My kind of guy. So great. It's work ethic. <laughs> yeah, it's my kind of guy. Um, Moose, look, we'll we'll dig into more of this when uh, when you return for hour two. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. Arash Madani checking in next from Los Angeles and the NLCS. We are broadcasting live from Calgary. I do want to just say one comment here from uh, Shooter Shoot Podcast. He said, sick Under Armour polo rod. Let's go, Red Wings. Thank you. I'm quite fond of it. It's BC Lions orange, and I wore it under a suit last night for a corporate event here. Dress it up, dress it down, pack light. That's me. You're watching on Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Live look in on a gray morning here in Calgary. We are broadcasting live from the Sheridan Eau Claire Suites. In town for a corporate uh, speaking event last night. Thank you, FMC Food Machinery Corporation, for helping me uh, or for having me. James Wilder mentioning me on Twitter this morning regarding CFL COVID controls. And uh, I'm going to mention that in a moment. But I don't think Arash Madani's head is on uh, the CFL COVID issues. It is on the NLCS. He's covering it for Rogers Sportsnet. And he joins us from Los Angeles where, where they're down to the short strokes. The Dodgers facing elimination tonight for the first time. Hey, Arash, good to see you, my man. Looks like it's been a splendid series for you to cover in all these MLB playoffs. Yeah, it's been good, Roddy, and it's amazing. Cody Bellinger hit an improbable, impossible home run in game three in the eighth inning um, for the Dodgers. Otherwise, this thing would be over. It'd be a wrap. It'd be Alex Anthopoulos' Atlanta team going to the World Series for the first time in more than 20 years. But I did pay attention to what Wilder tweeted and what Brandon Banks retweeted uh, yesterday. That uh, I'd like to say it surprised me, but I guess... Nothing surprises me anymore. 
Well, listen, I don't mind spending a minute or two on this. Basically, James is saying, I'm vaxxed. I've followed all the protocols. Why am I being punished as a player? I didn't see what Brandon Banks said. What is your take on this, if you don't mind, before we get back to the baseball? I mean, get vaccinated. Be smart about it. Go through the protocols. Wear a mask. Do your distance. Live your life. Just, you know, check check all the boxes and... And move on. I mean, if you're James Wilder, I think isn't your bigger issue right now what's happening inside the walls of your organization, the absolute dysfunction, the complete mess that your entire organization is, rather than you know, COVID protocols right now? That that that's my impression on it. I don't know about yours, Roddy. I'm not entirely certain what he was getting at, but he he kind of named me because I said stop complaining i don't like complaining arash you've known me a long time a year ago you guys didn't know if you were going to be playing football ever again you weren't playing a year ago and that might not be the right way to look at it but i just try to lead a grateful life as you know and basically james is like i've done all these things how am i the problem and i think it's cfl rules and regulations and protocols versus the canadian government per se but i'm having looked into it uh, as deeply as others let's put it that way um hey sure so forgive me Forgive me, on this NLCS, so the series format in term is 2-3-2? Two, 2-3-2. Three, two? Two, three, two. So one more in L.A. Tonight. Is that standard? And That is standard that changed a few years ago. And Atlanta's up three games to one, and they're sending their ace. Max Freed gets the ball tonight. And L.A. has Roddy basically just limped through these playoffs kind of literally and figuratively. There was Justin Turner yesterday, one of the franchise cornerstones, hobbling off the field, grabbing his hamstring, something that had been bothering him for quite a while. But the Dodgers are going with a bullpen game today in a postseason series. And Roddy, I mean, they 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 disrupted Julio Arias's routine a couple of times and Matt Scherzer's routine a couple of times. And this to me, this is it. This quasi-Dodgers dynasty that's been to World Series, two World Series and one another, you know, Kershaw's a free agent at the end of the year. Kenley's a free agent at the end of the year. Corey Seager's a pending free agent at the end of the year. Max Scherzer, on and on we could go. And it's just a reminder, the Dodgers are the defending champs. Win when you can, because you never know when it can all fall apart. You know, Kershaw's elbow is, at, is, is he's done for October. Max Muncy, you know, they're, they're a cornerstone first baseman who adds so much offense to them. He's, he's out with injury. He's not on the NLCS roster. And neither is David Price just because he hasn't performed. And nobody wants to talk about Trevor Bauer because the allegations are so heinous. But Trevor Bauer is a $40 million starting pitcher, not on the NLCS roster. And so they have more than $100 million in payroll, not even activated for this championship series, Rod. (laughs) I guess... You kind of make me wonder how they got this far. I, I, I want to know what it was like in the comeback in game three the other night. It was the eighth inning, right? What was it like being in the facility? Well, I likened it uh, yesterday to it felt like the Bautista backflip in an outdoor stadium. Like that place was rocking and shaking, and it has had some great postseason moments in the past. You know, Kirk Gibson doing the uh, – 
whatever that was against Oakland when he hit the homer off Eckersley in the 88 World Series and Justin Turner hit a walk-off in the NLCS a few years ago and Max Muncy had one of the World Series against uh, Boston back in 2018. It, I mean, Roddy, that, that pitch was almost eye-level. Like Luke Jackson, the Atlanta pitcher who threw it, said, the sad part is I'd do the same thing. He said, he said, it's not that I executed as well as I'd hoped. I executed it better. Um, so it was one of those where were you moments, um, if you're a baseball fan, if you're a sports fan, because the place went absolutely bananas. Well, you could tell. And by the way, I just thought when that was going on, I always have a soft spot for the Dodgers. I think of Kirk Gibson and grabbing his hamstring after, you know, limping <laughs> around the bases in 1988. Tommy Lasorda. Oral Hershiser, that crew, those iconic moments are what create fan bases. And uh, being able to be a Dodger town where the riders had camp there a few years ago was just a, amazing to walk around that facility because that 88 team still has that aura. So I guess tonight they face elimination. Uh, what are the chances they extend the series, do you think? Well, the issue, Rod, has been their offense has been missing in action basically all of October. Like, you even think back to the divisional series against San Francisco, they were shut out twice by the Giants, and in the elimination game, game five, they only scored two runs. Then they come here and they open the series with runners in scoring position, something like three for 20 or something. So their offense just hasn't been there, and you kind of look around the lineup, you're saying to yourself, okay, now no Turner, now no Muncie. Trey Turner's gone to the tank. A.J. Pollock hasn't done much. You know, Mookie's getting knocks, but there's there's not that power, there's not that thump to the lineup that you're used to from the Dodgers. And especially with Max Fried going tonight, again, he's Atlanta's ace, and he's been just tremendous this season, you really start to wonder. To me, the story, Rod, is Atlanta. They lose Ronald Acuna Jr., one of their franchise cornerstones, in July to a torn ACL, and Alex Anthopoulos immediately goes on the attack, retools his entire outfield midseason, brings in Jock Peterson, they're calling it Jocktober in Atlanta, brings in Eddie Rosario with two home runs last night, nearly hit for the cycle, might be an LCS MVP. Adam Duvall in center is not only under team control this year, but next. The, the outfield they thought they had is completely, you know, midseason is completely different now. And I saw Jeff Passan, I think it was, tweet this about uh, about Atlanta's outfield, which is just amazing when you think about who they were and what they were. Um, let, let me just tell you about the offensive productivity. Yeah, around July 30th, um, 101 plate appearances this postseason. They're hitting a combined 341 six homers and 21 ribbies in eight games. Uh, it's just been, they've just been letting it up. You know, uh, we only have about 90 seconds, but in a, in a statement straight from 1987, I read an article in Sports Illustrated about Brian Snitker, the manager of the Braves, fell in love with the guy hearing his story. So that's something that I'm following. But I saw your, your preview of the Alex Anthopoulos interview. What's... What's the synopsis of the synopsis of that and why should people watch it? I can't wait. Yeah, I've tweeted it out and it's on sportsnet.ca. I asked Alex about going for it, about bringing in all these outfielders midseason. He said it was lessons learned from the 2014 Blue Jays at the trade deadline when Jose Bautista and Casey Jansen called him out and called management out. And Alex says that's one of the biggest regrets of my career to this day. 
that we didn't go for it in 14. You know, they were one game out of a wild card or tied for the wild card right around then. And he said, we could have moved some things around. But he's also learned, keep payroll flexibility. If ownership gives you X number, make sure you don't spend to that in the preseason. Have about $10 million left at the deadline so you're able to make a move if need be. Alex said, I learned from that mistake, and he still remembers what happened to that locker room after. When you're trying to you know, pull apart a team, uh, it's no fun the last two months of the season. Lessons learned from the Blue Jays, paying off now in Atlanta. Yeah, I will be uh, watching it for sure. Wonderful visit. It's been far too long. Enjoy game five, Arash, and keep in touch, my friend. Great to see you, Roddy. All right, Sportsnet's Arash Mandani checking in from Los Angeles. When we come back, your Thursday sports update. Lots going on today. We're broadcasting live from Calgary, Alberta, across the Game Plus television network. Available all through Alberta on Optic, Telus Optic TV. Also live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Look at downtown Calgary. We're on the air with episode number 596 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. I'm going to get to a sports update here in a moment. It is a Flames game day, but they're on the road at Detroit tonight. Ray in the Six is watching on Game Plus TV right now. He's written in and he says, Hi, Rod. What is going on in Chicago? The Blackhawks have been horrible to start the year. I feel for Mark Andre as he has had no help back there. He's used to solid defense in Vegas. That isn't there in Chicago. Well, Ray in the six, Kitchener area, a learned hockey guy. Marc-Andre Fleury is 50th in goals against average of the National Hockey League. And now remind you that we are nine, ten days into the regular season. It's just stop the puck. That's all we're asking. Uh, Dustin Tokarski, he of Watson, Saskatchewan, right? Is the goaltender for the Buffalo Sabres is, is allowing less than one goal a game. He leads the National Hockey League at 0.92 goals against average. So I'd start in goal. Big flower fan here. But I will, I'll agree with you. The Blackhawks are 0-3-1. And, and when we talk about coaches on the hot seat in the NHL, you got to think Jeremy Colleton, the former Prince Albert Raider, might be number one on the list with the Chicago Blackhawks. A sports update, and then we're going to roll and uh, get back here for hour two. The Washington Wizards spoiled the Raptors' homecoming, downing Toronto 98-83 Wednesday. Fred Van Vliet and rookie Scotty Barnes had 12 points each for the Raps, while Bradley Beal led the Wizards with 23. Raptors were at Boston tomorrow. Winnipeg Blue Bombers agreed to terms with American defensive back Winston Rose on Wednesday. He was a CFL All-Star in 2019 when he led the league with nine interceptions. Winnipeg also placed American running back Shaq Cooper on their roster. He was released last week by the BC Lions. Houston Astros have regained control of the ALCS by whipping the Red Sox in Boston for the second straight day. Jordan Alvarez had three hits and three runs batted in as the Astros hammered the Red Sox 9-1. Houston can advance to the World Series with a win Friday. And as we just mentioned, the Braves are up 3-1 in the NLCS. 
after throttling the Dodgers 9-2 Wednesday night. They can wrap it up today in Game 5. How much time, Clark? All right. This sports update brought to you by Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand-new line of games. Book your group or Christmas party now. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Moose is back in Hour 2 and Peter Labardius after this break on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.